You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Welcome, welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson. This is episode number 230, Everyday Creativity. Oh, I'm excited about this one. It's really fun because it just speaks to the cyclical nature of life that I am in the middle of this master's degree program, a Master of Applied Positive Psychology at University of Pennsylvania. It's something that I didn't even know existed as a field as a, uh, of study, as a science, until maybe about four or five years ago, and then recognized myself in it already. Like, that is a thing that I do. I have been a self-study student of positive psychology for my whole life and really intensely for the last decade, decade and a half. One of the things that I've discovered within this true like scientific investigation academic study of well-being and flourishing and what makes life worth living as a human being on this planet is the many different I mean it, it makes sense but so many different aspects of what it means to live a good life and things that I had never even considered thinking about from an academic lens or from even like an either or, is this worth it or not, things that feel so natural to me because of just being the unique person that I am. And I'm sure that you have things like this for you, things that feel as natural to you as breathing. I shared a few episodes ago about the VIA character strengths. That can give you a little insight into some of the natural personality strengths and traits that you have. One of my signature strengths is the strength of creativity. Now, I, my company is called Live Free Creative. <laughs> this podcast is called Live Free Creative. I have lived what I consider to be a, a very naturally creative life, and I never really looked at it from a perspective of what that meant from the outside or how that was beneficial or what does the process look like, feel like, how does creativity benefit a person? It just was part of who I am and what I do. When it came time a few weeks ago to really choose my final thesis topic, my capstone topic, I had about eight different ideas. <laughs> this is part of, I would say, being an Enneagram 7, that I'm the adventurer. I've got lots of different ideas going all the time. Part of it is being a more naturally creative person that I have big ideas often, and I want to put them all into practice, and i like easily, easily interested in lots of different things. And I was talking to one of my professors, one of my advisors, about these different topics. And one of the things that she mentioned that I loved was what is this, what is the the step that would open the doors to some of the other topics that I want to explore? Because this thesis project, my capstone, is not the end of my graduate career. I mean, it is in some ways, but what it really is is the bridge from my graduate studies into the rest of my life, into the rest of my career? How do I want to sort of 
uh, open the door of investigation into something that feels meaningful to me in the longer term. And what I settled on was studying how everyday creativity benefits people, in particular women. Everyday creativity, not life-changing, world-altering, community-building creativity, although that's wonderful, but what about doodling at home? What about planning a beautiful garden? What about finding matching candlesticks to serve dinner to your family and the little bit of joy that that brings you? How does everyday creativity benefit us? When we're so often, myself included, even as a natural creative, we're so often rushed from thing to thing. And sometimes things that we might consider to be creative acts or creative practices feel superfluous. They feel unnecessary. We think, when I have time, I'll get to that. If things weren't so busy right now, I would pause and take advantage of that moment. And what I'm excited to study is how pausing and taking that moment building simple everyday ordinary acts of creativity into our daily lives benefits our long-term well-being our short-term well-being also and our long-term well-being it can decrease our stress levels increase our mindfulness increase our openness to experience our awe our connection to ourselves and others and not only to like talk about it in a way that feels like oh yeah that of course which is what I've done for the last, you know, 40 years, but to also share some of the empirical research, data, studies, and anecdotes that support that. So that's what I've settled on for my capstone topic. I have an advisor who is a specialist in creativity. A couple of her recent articles circle around this idea of little c creativity or everyday creativity. And as I was planning what I wanted to share today on the podcast, I was looking through some of my archives that haven't been shared on this main feed, and I came across bonus episode number seven that was released early in 2020 and realized it was a perfect show to just wade into, you know, ankle deep into this idea of everyday creativity as I experienced it and understood it a few years ago. This show was originally titled Daily Creative Practice. And I think that you will enjoy the simple, practical application of inviting creativity into your everyday life. Before I jump in, I'm going to start with a quick pause for a poem. The girls sit before the assignment, identical blocks of salt. And from tall, precarious stools, look down into the blank plains of possibility. In the end, though, The only choice is to carve something smaller. So they begin. Rough chunks like hail fall before the rasps and chisels beveled edges. Salt permeates this air as it has for years. The floor gritty, their hands, eyes, even the skylights made opaque with it. Disappearing not unlike the way it is subtracted from similar blocks in the fields before the tongues of the horses. Beginning Sculpture, The Subtractive Method by Claudia Emerson. 
There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care, and that's because your hair and your hair goals are completely unique. I personally have super stick-straight, thin hair, and I'm always looking for a little boost of volume, a little bit of shine. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's designed exactly for your hair, your climate, and your lifestyle. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine, from your shampoo all the way to hair supplements. Pros begins by asking about your personal hair goals. Their in-depth consultation asks about you as a person, including some unexpected things like your zip code, eating habits, damage level, how much you exercise, and things like that. They analyze all of these answers and handpick clean ingredients to help you reach your hair goals. I use a volumizing shampoo and a strengthening conditioner, and I really feel like Pros helps my hair be the best that it can be. Pros is also a carbon neutral certified B Corporation, an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty, and they have sustainably sourced ingredients. Pros is the key to achieving all of your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash live free. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash live free for your free in-depth consultation and 15% off. Now let's dive into the episode. Remember, this show aired the beginning of 2020, if you can remember what that time was like. And it is just as applicable today as it was then. I hope you enjoy. This episode could not have come at a better time because so many of us are dealing with stress or anxiety, uncertainty with the circumstances surrounding this global pandemic happening right now. And a daily creative practice is something that can be grounding, it can be mindful, stress-reducing, and really create a sense of ease and presence within your life. This is absolutely vital in our daily lives without a global pandemic, and it's even more important right now. So I want to talk to you, share four specific steps for creating your own daily creative practice and helping you get started. I'll also share some ideas for what that could look like or what it could be so that you can hopefully find some peace and joy that comes through these creative practices. I always like to begin thinking about the reason or the purpose behind the things that I'm sharing or the things that I'm inviting you to consider. And creativity is one of those that I think we all know is is important on some level, but a lot of times we don't stop to think, why? Creativity is energy building. A lot lately I've been thinking about the idea of creative versus consumption or creating things versus consuming. And I'm not only talking about like creating as far as arts and crafts or those types of things, but just the difference between putting something out into the world versus consuming something from the world into yourself. There's so much consumption happening right now in our day and age from consumption of goods uh, like material goods and belongings out there. There's, you know, we're doing more shopping and buying more things than we ever have before. There's a huge amount of food consumption going on in lots of different areas. A lot of people uh, maybe even over-consuming, buying more than we're using, wasting a lot. We are consuming media faster than we ever have before uh, between our phones and our TVs and our computers and uh, just the 
there, there's so much information, so much uh, material, so much media, so much consuming happening. A lot of it in the background, like a lot of it that we don't even think about. And when we are off balance, when we're consuming vastly more than we're creating or inspiring and putting out there, we start to feel a little bit of friction within ourselves because we are inherently creative beings. We are meant to speak, to teach, to share. We're meant to bring things forth, to write, um, to cook, to, to play, and in our current situation, our current culture and society, this is something that doesn't always happen naturally. I think in generations past, it absolutely was. Children would go outside and play and make up games and, you know, create toys from sticks and pine cones and rocks. And it was naturally just part of our day. But because of how fast-paced life tends to be right now, because of the um, speed of information, the speed of change, the speed of technology, we have lost some of that inherent creative uh, time. And so it's crucial to build that back into our day. Not only does creativity increase our energy and reduce our stress, but it opens ourselves up to becoming better critical thinkers. Creativity is at its core problem solving. It's being open to possibilities and ideas outside of what our first thought might be. And with everything happening right now in the world, people are going to need to think outside the box. We're going to need to be creative with our businesses, with our families, with our homeschooling, with our education, with the way that we are obtaining resources that we need. You know, even grocery shopping right now is kind of a creative exercise because it's not as easy to just pop to the store as it was uh, even just a couple weeks ago. So there are so many reasons why exercising our creativity is important. Uh, the other thing that is especially I'm especially mindful of right now is because of the state of the world, our default emotions right now might be more closed off or um, stress, overwhelm, panic, those types of things that are constrictive emotions. And creativity is an open emotion. Creativity opens us up. It opens our mind and it opens our heart. And as we do that, we become more readily available for inspiration, for ideas, for resources even, for genius, for love, for all of those things to flow into our lives. So as you exercise your creativity, even through these really simple daily creative practices, you will feel more open. You will feel more available to receive all of the goodness that the universe has in store for you. So I want to share these four tips for creating your own daily creative exercise. If you haven't done this before, then it's going to take a little bit to kind of get used to the idea and just try it out. Stick with me. I mean, stick with it. Uh, believe me when I say that after a week or even just a couple days of regular creative practices that you will feel better, that you will feel how important it can be. Uh, the first tip is to keep it short. This is one thing that we can do to make it even more possible for a daily creative practice to happen in our lives. I think 
10 to 15 minutes is a perfect amount of time to actually go through somewhat of a creative process, uh, but also not take up a whole day. So even if you just set aside 10 minutes before lunch, after lunch, first thing in the morning, right before bed, um, during that kind of weird two to three o'clock, I feel like it's kind of a weird like siesta time almost when your, um, your regular energy might be a little low. So just kind of having a 10 minute set aside for a fun creative process might be a great idea. When you keep it short, uh, that also gives you an open and a close. So you know that for 10 minutes you're going to be doing this creative practice, but as soon as the timer goes off or the 10 minutes is up, that you are done. And you don't have to feel like there is a finish line in the project itself. The time can be the bookends of your creative practice. This is really helpful for people like me who like to finish projects. I don't only like to start them. I want to like start it, do it all, and then be done. And if I give myself a time frame of I'm going to work on this creative exercise for 10 minutes, then I can feel like the 10 minute mark is my being done even if the project itself doesn't feel finished. The second tip is similar. The idea behind a daily creative ritual or creative practice is the process, not the outcome. This is why stopping at 10 minutes is totally okay because I'm not concerned with what I'm making. I'm concerned with the process of making it, the how I feel, the different uh, parts of my brain and heart that I use, that I exercise as I'm as I am actually going through the creative process, uh, the ideas that come to mind, the inspiration that strikes, the beauty that I see, those are the vital pieces of a daily creative exercise, not the outcome. In fact, in most cases, your daily creative practice will not lead to a significant outcome. It won't lead to something that you hope that you're going to you know, use and keep forever. The reason to do a creative practice or a, this you know, daily creative ritual is for doing the creation, for having the process of creation in your life. So try to go into this knowing that you're releasing the outcome, that it doesn't matter how good or bad or, you know, you don't go into it thinking what you think the outcome should be. You start your creative practice with an openness to whatever happens. There is no expectation. There is no, I hope that it looks like this or I want it to turn out like that. It's just openness to see what happens. See if you can approach your daily creative practice with a measure of curiosity. Curiosity about what will come forth from you when you give yourself a little space. What ideas or what words or what colors or what shapes, how can you tap into something greater than yourself and allow yourself to just flow. Tip number three is to create a space that is intentional for this purpose. If you live in a small house like I do or a small apartment, you may not have a space completely set aside for a daily creative ritual like a desk or something that is used just for that. When you go to get started though, it can be helpful to prepare your space, even just clear a section of the table off or um, or collect things and then put them down all in one area. The hope is that as you prepare a space for your creative exercise, that you will be able to stay there and stay present, that you don't have to run around and get things during the creative exercise itself. Prepare yourself, prepare the space with everything that you think you're going to need to get started Um, with some quiet. Maybe you want to light a candle, uh, sit next to a window, do some things for the space or set yourself up where you 
feel like you will have a higher chance of being successful. I love natural light and so doing my creative exercise like in a basement somewhere would not be as successful for me because I naturally won't feel as great as I would sitting next to the window or even going outside and doing this on my front porch. So try to see if you can find a space where you're going to create and it doesn't have to be the same every day. I've seen some recommendations for creative ritual that you have one place that you go to every single day and I could see if you were working on a novel or if you were doing something you know where it was more outcome driven that that would matter more. In this particular case the idea of a daily creative practice is just for the process so you can you can use your creativity anywhere. Uh, Just try to set yourself up for success Uh, just prepare so that you know that you have everything you need to get started when you are ready to get started. And the fourth tip I have is to keep it fun. You want to enjoy the process. So if you feel like you start doing a creative exercise and you get a little annoyed or frustrated by it, it's okay to start over. It's okay to try something different. It's okay to move on. You don't want to force yourself to continue in a creative practice that doesn't feel good (laughs) and of course we're you know we are the ones who who choose how we feel and so we that's something that you you know might be a whole other thing but if you're you know feeling especially protective or perfectionist with one particular creative medium it might be a good idea to switch it out and try something different Uh, part of this is to create good feelings and to create some openness and some love and some peace and so if you feel like whatever you have started to tackle is doing the opposite then it's totally okay to stop and to try something different. I should also mention for those of you who have creative practices or who have creative jobs um, if you're a graphic designer or a painter or a writer my recommendation is that your daily creative ritual be something other than what you use as your regular creative medium. So if you are a photographer maybe shooting extra creative photographs won't be as impactful for you because you do it so often as maybe writing a poem or doing a one-line drawing something that feels a little different to kind of shake it up I've noticed that when I do something that seems totally unrelated to my other work products but that inspires me and just makes me think and makes me feel that those feelings are what influences my other creative work for good. So if you already have a regular creative practice for your job, it would be interesting for you to try something different just to see how it feels. I remember a couple years ago listening to Justina Blakeney of Jungalo. She's an incredible creative, has an incredible business, and I was listening to her give a keynote talk where she talked about her daily creative exercise, and she's a, a a pattern maker and illustrator uh, and she said that she sits down at her desk and for 10 minutes before she starts working on her actual paintings or patterns she has a set of of um, blocks and she has a ball of clay and um, she just said she has a couple little things that are on her desk that are meant for her creative practices and so she'll give herself 10 minutes to just mold the clay into like a little unicorn or um, to stack the box in interesting ways, see how she can stack all of her little blocks up or line them up or create kind of a pattern with the blocks using something other than what her typical medium is, which is uh, mostly paint. She finds that she's inspired in new ways. So that's a fun idea. 
Now I'm going to quickly review those four steps and then share some ideas for what your daily creative practice could be. So number one, remember you want to keep this short. 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes is a good amount of time. If you get into it and you are loving it and you have more time, then by all means, continue creating. But a lot of people would get overwhelmed with the idea of giving up a 30-minute block to who knows what, you know, nothing with an outcome. So if you start with just 10 minutes, it almost becomes like a little mini meditation. Number two, you're doing the creative exercise for the creative process itself, not for the outcome. So don't worry about what your product looks like, sounds like, tastes like, uh, feels like. You want to enjoy the process and you can enjoy the process. It is worthwhile for the process itself, not just to have something at the end. So release the result and stay present in the process. Number three is to be intentional about your space. So you gather everything that you need. You sit down, maybe you have a light a candle and have a cup of tea and just uh, really get yourself in a state with the space that you are able to be most open. And then number four, make sure that you're having fun. Don't do it if it's not fun. Switch to something else. Find something that you really enjoy and that you look forward to these daily creative practices. Okay, for the rest of the episode, I just want to give you some ideas of what your daily creative practice could look like because I know that sounds a little bit like nebulous, like what? Okay, I'm supposed to sit down and make something, but what am I making? How do I do that? So I just want to share 10 ideas that could jumpstart your creative practice. The first one is a one-line drawing. I'm sure you've heard of this where you put your pencil on a page and you draw a figure or an animal or a shape. So you could draw whatever you want, but you don't lift the pencil from the page until you're done. It feels in some ways a little bit like one of those, uh, what's the thing with sand in it? The little shaker thing? An Etch-A-Sketch. I had to look it up. (laughs) You know, an Etch-A-Sketch just has one little tiny uh, ball inside that moves around. You move it with the with the dials it's similar except for with an actual pencil or pen and paper so put your pencil on the page put your pencil on a page peter pecked a pick of pickle peppers so okay put your pencil on the page and don't lift it up until your creative process has ended and then just evaluate see how it feels see how it flows i actually played a game with my son the other day uh, where I would think of an animal. He told me about this game. I had never heard of it before. But he told me to think of an animal and close my eyes and draw the animal without looking. And then he had to guess what it was. And we went back and forth a few times. It was so funny. So this wasn't the same thing because we actually didn't leave our pencil on the page. We just didn't look. But that was a fun creative exercise too. So that's a little bonus on number one. Okay, number two is a collection creation. I just came up with this because it sounded so fun, like something I would do when I was a little kid. What this is that I just made up (laughs) is go collect a few things from around your house. It could be all stuff that's like in your recycle bin or um, things, you know, within your art supplies or even like in your closet. Collect five to ten items, bring them with you to wherever your creative ritual space is and see what you can make with them. Now, if you're using actual art supplies, you could probably like glue and tape and build and paint and draw. But if you're using items of clothing from your closet, maybe you uh, do like a little cloth sculpture or maybe you see how you could put together a fun layered stack that looks like something different. I don't know. 
but gather a collection together, so five or ten items from around the house or around the wherever, and bring them together and then make something with them. And it doesn't matter what you make. The purpose is just to think outside the box and to be creative. So uh, that's a collection creation, number two. Number three is to do a coloring page. These are so popular right now. I think adult coloring, like, hit the peak of Pinterest a couple years ago and continues to thrive up there. Uh, You can... Find so many free downloads for coloring pages online. I know a lot of people offer uh, great, beautiful coloring books. and But even just sitting and coloring is so meditative and such a great creative practice. Just to use your hands and and make something, uh, color it in. Such a simple one too because really you could just have like colored pencils or markers or crayons and a coloring page and spend 10 minutes coloring. Just give yourself that space to, to make something beautiful. Number four is a free write poem. This is something that my friend and author Camille Andros taught me at a writing retreat we went to last year, and I've loved it. What you do is do a word association first. So you think of one word, it doesn't matter what it is, and you write it down. And then as quickly as you can, you write down five other words that go along with it. So maybe you say bread, and then you say toast, and then you say avocado, and then you say green, and then you say recycling. I don't know. <laughs> and then you spend a couple minutes filling in the in-between. So you write the word in the center of a page and write each of the other associative words down below it, and then you fill each one in to be a sentence, and that becomes your poem. Does that make sense? So basically you end up with a stack of five semi-related words and then you fill in words around them to create a five-line free write poem. It's a really fun exercise. You should try that one. Number five is a rainbow nature walk. This is so fun, especially in the spring-summer because it just tunes you into how many beautiful, colorful things there are naturally occurring in the outdoors. The idea of this is to collect on a walk something red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. It is wonderful if they're actually natural things and you're not like picking up pieces of garbage that are different colors, (laughs) although it's nice to pick up garbage if you're out on a walk. I do this with my kids sometimes at the beach and we find shells with all different colors or sea glass. Uh, In my neighborhood, I can usually find flowers or leaves or sticks or rocks. It's a really fun, simple, creative exercise that gets you outside and it also creates some guidelines so you're not just looking for like any cool thing but you're actually trying to fill things in in each of those colors number six is to try a new recipe now in 10 minutes you probably want to do a recipe that is very simple um, a sauce or a a no-bake cookie or um, a drink something that doesn't take you know longer than 10 or 15 minutes but that actually gets you creating something. Uh, and again, you you know, in this case, you, you do want to hopefully enjoy it at least a little bit when you're done, but it's really freeing to create something that you aren't that worried about how it turns out. So you're not like baking dinner for the whole family. You're just creating a simple recipe and seeing how, you know, what you think about it at the end. Number seven is to draw your dinner. <laughs> This is kind of a dumb one that I came up with, but I'm working on a meal planning course right now that should be available in a couple weeks, and this is actually part of the process of the course. So it's really fun. The idea, I just thought it'd be a fun creative practice because, again, it has some guidelines around it that either before dinner or after dinner, you draw what your dinner 
looked like or what you wanted it to look like or what it should have looked like and you can color it in or you can just line draw it, but it gives you some framework I mean you could do you could draw your breakfast you could draw your lunch <laughs> uh, but the idea of uh, just drawing something as simple as what's on your plate and you could do that a, a huge variety of ways but it would be really a fun practice number eight is to make and send a handmade card so there's so many different ways to hand make a card whether you're making the paper itself whether you're doing a drawing on it you could stamp you could carve stamps you could stitch with embroidery thread uh, you could use glitter glue or puff paint there's so many different ways to make a card and I love the idea of taking this one step further and actually using the card that you make and writing a, a note in it whether a thank you note or a thinking of you note and actually sending it to someone number nine is to take 10 pictures. Now again, you could take this a lot of different ways. One of my favorite things to do when I just need some creative time is to go on a walk. I go on lots of walks. I love my neighborhood. I take my dog out. My kids and I go on a walk every day. But sometimes I go on a walk just by myself and I use my phone and I take pictures along the walk. And usually these are kind of artistic style pictures. I take pictures of the light, you know, hitting a branch a certain way, or I really close up on a flower, or I um, notice cracks in the sidewalk uh, that look like different letters or pictures. Really opening your eyes and not resisting the urge to take the pictures and post them somewhere, but to just take them for the creative exercise of seeing the world through a lens, looking at things, like really looking at them. You could also do this inside. You could take pictures of different areas of your house, um, close-ups of little vignettes. You could take pictures of your kids, maybe take pictures of their hands or their feet or their ears, something that um, will remind you of, of this particular stage or day in life, which is kind of fun, kind of weird, but kind of fun. Uh, so taking 10 pictures each day. Number 10 is to cross stitch or embroider or sew a quilt. The thing that I love about this, now again, you have to have some materials on hand and you know be a little bit interested in this type of craft. I mean, this you could also knit, you could also crochet, there's so many things like physically handicraft that you could do. The things that I love specifically about embroidery or cross stitch or working on a quilt is that they naturally take longer than 10 or 15 minutes. And so you could start something and work on it a little bit each day as your creative practice knowing full well that it's going to be a while before it's finished and not even needing it to be finished so that you can do something with it but just having a continuous project can be really fun so i remember years ago i received a gift my great grandmother's apron and i loved the embroidery on it it was a gingham apron i still have it in my kitchen and it was hand embroidered with this really beautiful but simple seeming design. So I decided that I wanted to recreate one just like it. So I made an apron of the same size of gingham, a little bit different color, and I started to embroider the pocket. And as I started to embroider, <laughs> I was on an airplane, I think, a two hour plane ride, and I embroidered like two thirds of the pocket in two hours. And I thought, how did my great grandmother embroider this entire apron it was the 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 top two inches of a pocket and then the bottom two inches of the entire apron I realized how much time that must have taken and what a creative process it was 
over and over and over again and that it wasn't something that she sat down and thought oh I'm gonna hurry and whip out this embroidery on this apron but that it was a project that she went back and back and back to so number 10 is my suggestion that you find kind of a longer term project and acknowledge that it's going to take a while and just work on it for 10 minutes every day give yourself that creative time to just add a few more stitches to the embroidery or the cross stitch pattern or a few more stitches to that quilt maybe make one quilt block and then you know over the the weeks and months you'll have something to put together i love the idea of being patient with the process of understanding that even just 10 minutes will make a huge impact on your mindset on your ability to feel open on your energy level and I notice that when I give myself 10 minutes to do something that otherwise might not have made my to-do list because it doesn't feel urgent, that it makes me feel like the entire rest of my day has more time because as I give myself time to do things that I enjoy and that are just for my well-being, it creates space within my idea of my schedule. It allows me to feel like I have enough time to even do these creative practices. I have enough time to go on a walk. I have enough time to work on something, not for the outcome, but just for the process. That in and of itself is so healing and so empowering. So I encourage you to create a daily creative practice for yourself. You can go to Patreon right now and download the worksheet that goes along with this episode I have the four tips uh, with a place for you to write down what you're hoping to do and then I have all of my um, ideas my 10 ideas for your creative processes just so you can remember them and if you want to choose one of those or choose your own Um, and then I have a little uh, a little checklist for 30 days my challenge or invitation is that you do a daily creative exercise every day for the next 30 days and see what an impact it makes on your life. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and this opportunity to think about doing something for the simple creative joy of the process, allowing yourself the space to explore hobbies and to dive into creating rather than consuming and to do that on a regular basis. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed this reminder of how fun it is to create for its own sake and all of the benefits that can come to you because of it. Your invitation this week is to make some space to create something just for fun. I would love to see what you're up to, what you make. Tag me on Instagram at livefreemiranda. Send me a message or an email and I will chat with you again here next time. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.